Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Today we're going to be talking about what happened last year, and we're going to be talking about the next two-year dream, the two-year dream that we have as a church um, about Foundation Church, where we're going, what our vision, what our dream is, because if I'm a part of something, I want to know what that something is about. I want to know that they've got a dream. I want to know that they've got goals. I want to know that they've got a vision, Um, and we've got a big dream and a big vision that we want to share with you today that I want to share. There's not more than one person um, that I want to share with you today, and we are starting a series that we're going to continue to go through called Greater Things. And my prayer is this, is not just for Foundation Church, but for every single one of us in this place, every single, single one of us watching online, that we experience greater things this year in our life than ever before, um, that we have a greater marriage than ever before, that we have greater relationships with our kids, that our finances are handled in a greater way, that we expand God's kingdom in a greater way, that we are living our life based on the Bible in a greater way. So don't miss this series. Invite somebody to come with you. But today I want to speak to you about next up and obituaries. Next up and obituaries. And if we were to be honest, I think most of us that are around the 40-year-old age, even probably some of you 30-year-olds, I think if we were honest, by the time 2023 hit, I really thought we would be in flying cars by this time, right? Um, Can we just really be honest about that and just say, I'm a little let down that we're not all flying around like George Jetson in our car and we don't have a little maid that's going around, robotic maid. Um, But um, I want to start off today by doing something that I'm not really good at, and that is reflecting on all that has happened. Um, We had a tremendous 2022 year. Um, As a church, it was a monumental year. And many times in life when you are a very driven person and you have um, vision, I think of one of the guys I had lunch with, one of my buddies named Lex. He's very vision-oriented and has a vision for where he's going. Um, It's hard for people like me, for him, some of you out there, to just take time to, to reflect on all that has happened. And if we don't, what happens, we just keep driving, 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 and we don't take the time to celebrate and to be thankful. And the Bible says this in Psalm 77, verse 11 through 12. It says, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago, and they are constantly in my thoughts, and I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. And if you read this psalm, the psalmist is really struggling. He's in a dark place, and this part kind of like transforms the way he's thinking. It shifts the way he's thinking because he takes time to remember all that God has done. So today I want to spend just a few moments to give you my top 10 moments of 2022 of all that has happened, and we can celebrate and we can be excited about this. In 2022, the number one thing, the coolest thing that happened to me was we built this building and we moved in, right? Like a really cool moment happened. Really awesome to see everything that God is doing since we've gotten here, and we've even got our own chairs. Um, We were about two months without them. So second cool thing, number two, we sold our old building. Catch this. For some of you that don't know, we owned an old building over there off Highway 44 in Yale. 
we sold our old building the Monday after our first service. That is a miracle. That is a miracle. And we sold it to another church who is advancing God's kingdom, right? Um, number three, we ran out of parking spaces. Um, in our first year, we ran out of parking spaces. Number four, we built and paid for the new parking lot extension and the sign. We completely paid for it. We're not in debt over expanding our parking lot. And we've got a sexy sign out there. Um, number five, countless lives were saved or recommitted to Jesus um, in 2022. Number six, people got baptized and started serving in ministry and started getting connected in connect groups. Number seven, we started a midweek service that so we're going to talk about a little bit more um, as we go in the, throughout this day. Number eight, FC men and FC women are going strong and have more traction than ever. We've got more groups happening than ever before. Number nine, FC students uh, that Joey, you just saw him up here. Um, they're leading. They're growing and they're doing great. And we launched an FC college ministry that Omar is leading um, for our college students, right? And number 10, I love this. We built 12 new churches in Kenya in 2022. Our total... Our total is now 39 churches in just a little over four years that you, Foundation Church, have planted, right? To God be the glory. What an awesome 2022. And I say all that to say, man, all that we did together, right? This wasn't a me thing. This was a we thing that we saw God do the miraculous. And what I absolutely love, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle on this time today, um, but what I absolutely love is that we didn't just build our church. We kept building the church, right? And we kept planning churches and building schools and doing all these things so that we could make Jesus famous, not just here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but to the ends of the earth. And here's what I want to say. As great as this the past year has been, it's our first point. We got to remember the past, but don't get stuck there. Right? There's so many churches that they have great years or great seasons, and they take time and they they become the good old days, right? You you've you've been there, you've been a part of those churches, and they're the reason you're not going to them right now. They got stuck in their past. And their past days became their good old days. And the Bible talks about this in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 10. It says, don't long for the good old days. This is not wise. Don't long for the good old days. This isn't a wise way for you and I to live. And I don't want to be a person, and here's what I know about me and you. I don't want to be a person, and you don't want to be a person, where our best days are our past days. And listen very carefully to me. Lean in on this. Foundation Church, we are never going to be a church where our past days were our best days. Our best days are going to be our head days. Our best days are going to be our future days. And as great as 2022 was, we're not going to try to reduplicate it in 2023. We're going to do the new thing God is calling us. So today I want to spend the most of the majority of our time talking about our two-year vision, our two-year dream that we have as a leadership, as a staff, as a board, as a pastor that I want to share with you. Because here's the deal. I'm a what's next guy, right? Next up type guy. Um, for all of you people that love winter, um, I hate, hate, hate January, February, and the beginning of March. Hate it. 
I love, I love, so, I love spring. I love summer. Bring the heat. I will be in my pool all day. You know, I, I love fall. I love football. I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. I even love New Year's. But for the, there's a reason people go to Florida during this time of the year. Right? This is called purgatory in Oklahoma. It's cold, it's dark, there's nothing to do, and there's nothing kind of what's next. Some of you may be like, there's Valentine's Day, there's nothing to do next. Um, I'm just talking for all the guys. You're welcome, Kevin Kunkel. Um, anyways, and, and I'm just that type of person. I'm like, okay, what's next? We will be on vacation. And during the very vacation we're on, I'll be like, hey, guys, where do you want to go next? And it drives my family crazy. They're like, can we just enjoy where we're at now? Yeah, but, but what's next? I, I am, what's the next challenge? What's next up? And Foundation Church, I need to balance that a little bit. <laughs> I need to relax a little bit on that. But, exactly. I want to share, I want to be a, what's, a next up church, right? Like, what's next? What's the next thing up? For Foundation Church, and if we're going to see our two-year vision and dream become a reality, there's two things we got to do first. There's two things we got to do. Um, it says this in Proverbs 4, 25 through 27. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked, but keep your feet from following evil. We have to stay focused on this, and I'm saying we for a reason. You're talking to somebody who is a just dominant ADD person um, from stage. I mean, I, I am so ADD, but when it comes to what God is calling us to do as a church, we have to stay focused on what he is calling Foundation Church to accomplish for his kingdom. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. It's found in 1 Corinthians 1.10. It says this, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. And we have to be unified where God is calling us as a church, right? There's not going to be splits at Foundation Church. There's not going to be division at Foundation Church. But we're going to accomplish what God is calling Foundation Church to do. So Habakkuk says this in verse two, chapter 2, verse 2, it said, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablet so he may run who reads it. My job today, my job as a pastor is to make clear the vision and dream that we have as a church so that we can run with the vision God has given us. So I've got eight things for you today. So if you're a note taker, take these things down. If you're not a note taker, take these things down, right? Um, you're going to hear us talk about these things throughout the year, where we're at, where we're going. And we're going to be hitting eight things. You're like, you are never going to finish today. Um, but eight things we want to see happen in and through FC in the next two years. The first thing is this. We want to see 1,500 people in attendance. 1,500 people in attendance. And some of you are like, well, I don't know if I like that. Here, here's why. Here's, let, me, let me explain why. We're in the people business. We're in the business of souls. If people and souls are important to God, they've got to be important to us. Right? Luke 19.10 says, for the Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. Right? 
our job and our mission has to be the same mission that Christ's mission was. And our mission and our goal and our drive and our passion is always going to be people. And if we get away from that, we've gotten away from the Great Commission. We've gotten away from what God has called the church to be in the first place. It's to make heaven as crowded as we possibly can. And I say it without apologies. We're going to reach 1,500 people in the next two Years. Well, how do we do that? We do that by us being purposeful in reaching others. It means this. It's going to take you. You know, most people come to church by people being invited to church. That's it. For you that are watching online, I want you to invite people to watch with you online. Like tell them, say, hey, watch with me on YouTube or on Facebook, wherever you watch, and check this church out. They're crazy, but check it out, and let's talk about it afterwards. Um, for some of you that are here today, we want you to invite your friends that would fit here great. I want you to invite the people that you're a little afraid their car may catch on fire the moment they pull in the parking lot. You know what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, I don't know if they're ready to be in person. And here's why. Check out this story. My dad sent this to me. It's an obituary. And we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> said this, such a great, great story. Randy Huffman, 68 years old, was born May 15, 1954, to A.W. and Betty Huffman. Passed away December 3rd. 2022 in California from a long battle with heart disease and emphysema. He will be laid to rest on December 14, 2022 at Mustang Cemetery with all his beloved cats, just like a pharaoh. If you knew dad, chances are he was your drug dealer, you were his drug dealer, you did drugs together, and if you were close friends, you grew marijuana together before it was legal. <laughs> it's a fantastic obituary. Most likely, dad had ripped you off, you ripped him off, or you were ripping people off together. <laughs> Besides the above mentioned, he was a contractor, a maintenance man, a salesman, a drug runner for the mafia, a store manager, and he ran a storage unit facility. All his jobs help him with his above mentioned side jobs, right? <laughs> dad was the life of the party. He thought he could outdrink anyone, but was usually the first person to pass out. Dad loved telling jokes, laughing at good jokes, tripping on LSD in the, in the 70s and 80s, eating boiled shrimp, but his favorite pastime was watching his beloved Dallas Cowboys. Come on, somebody, right? Come on. He just knew one day they'd make a comeback. One day. This is our year. After living... <laughs> A life on the wild side, which included living on the run for the last 20 years, dad was diagnosed with emphysema. He knew one day he was going to have to meet his maker and be accountable for all his worldly ways, and this was concerning for dad because, well, please see the above. <laughs> dad started changing the way he lived. He started caring for other people, left his life of crime behind, and asking questions about salvation. He got really serious for the first time in his life, and he dove into the Word of God. And in 2019, we found Dad at church close to his home. He drove a scooter over every service he could physically make it. He was baptized in Jesus' name to wash away all the sins he had ever committed. And then he received the gift of the Holy Ghost, just like Acts 2.38 tells us we must do to be saved, right? COVID hit. Dad watched all the services online, his health declined, and he was never able to make it back to church in person, but he was faithful to watch online church. 
We want to say a special thanks to you, Southern Oaks UPC, for their online service. Because of your ministry, Dad was able to grow in his understanding of God's love and grace. We want everyone to know. I love this. We We want everyone to know, if God can save Randy Huffman, God can save you too. And let me say this. There's a Randy Huffman in your life. There's a Randy Huffman that's never going to find Jesus unless one of you is Jesus with skin on and you got the guts to invite him to church. I promise you he ain't going to offend me. So what are we waiting on? Right? Let's be a messy church. Right? We talk about it all the time. That means the messy children are going to come and they're going to cuss in children's church right by your sweet innocent baby that only says cuss words away from church. Right? Oh, I know. That's our Monday through Saturday language, right? Hey, we're called to reach people. Acts 2, 46 through 47. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Hear me, we built this church in 2022, let's fill it in 2023, right? We built this church in 2022, let's go to a third service in 2023. Let's go to a fourth service in 2023. I'm not afraid to work, let's go. I promise you, I got all the energy all day long, let's go. You will be doing my wife a favor by wearing me out, right? We're called to make Jesus famous here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and here's what I need you to do. I need you to get your phone out right now. Everybody, grab your phone and invite somebody to come with you next week and tell them you will buy them breakfast afterwards if you go to the 9 o'clock service. If you go to the 1030 service, say, hey, come to church and let's grab lunch afterwards and invite somebody to come with you. And when they don't come with you next week, invite them the next week. And when they don't come the next week, invite them the next week. And when they start coming and they get plugged in, start inviting somebody else because it's never going to, we're never going to hear the number where we don't stop reaching people. We are in the people business and we're going to keep reaching people because there are Randy Huffmans out there who think they have no hope, but there is always hope in a Savior named Jesus Christ. That is what we're called to do. The second thing is this. That is my longest point today. The second thing is this. You're like, we'll never get there. Um, We want to see 50 connect groups. Hit and start in two years. Um, That means this, we don't just want people to come to church, we want people to connect in church, right? We want them to connect with one another. We want them to get discipled and have community with one another. Because it's one thing to come to church, but it's another to connect with people at church. And all of us need community. Some of you may be watching at home, online. Some of you may be here today and you say, well Justin, I really don't need more friends. But maybe somebody needs you to be their friend. Right? It's not always about me. It's always about we, right? And maybe somebody needs you to connect with them, to help sharpen them, to help be an influence to them. I'm involved in two connect groups myself. So I'm not telling you to do something I'm not doing myself and that I'm not engaged in myself. Some of you, maybe you say, well, there's just not in a connect group that I am interested in. Then start one. 
Start it like we want you to start it. Well, I don't know enough of the Bible. We'll just teach you not to stay, say unbiblical things, right? And we'll let you learn and grow as you go, right? We will be there to help you. We are desperate for a young married couples connect group, probably a few of them that don't have kids. Because it's amazing when you don't have kids, you don't want to be around kids. It's true. Think about it. I was that way. You were that way. We've got a lot of young couples that don't want your snotty kid around. That's fine. So young couples, we need you to start one. Well, my apartment's too small. It don't matter. Start it. Let us know. Hit us up. You can email me, justin at foundationschurch.tv, and I will get you connected to the right person you need to talk to, right? Um, But we want to see 50 connect groups happen because we want to make sure we're not just worshiping with a crowd, but we're connecting with people. The third thing is this. We want to see 700 people serving. In two years, 700 people serving in ministry. This means, can I tell you, we have a need in our children's ministry for our adults to step up and start serving, our teenagers to step up and start serving, um, for us to just come and be Jesus with skin on to some of these younger generation. We need more youth sponsors. We need more greeters. We need more outside greeters because they're already making their mind up before they've ever heard a sermon or worship note based on who they're interacting with when they pull into that parking lot. And let's be an overwhelming force of volunteers. If you want to volunteer, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv, or you can just get online and sign up to serve. But all of us have giftings that we need to use for his kingdom. Mark 10, 45 says this, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. He didn't come to be served, but to serve. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And are you using the giftings God has given you to serve others well? Right? We talk about money all the time, being a good steward of money. But are you being a good steward of your time and talent and ability that God's given you? The the fourth thing is this, is that midweek would be a priority instead of an afterthought. Some of you are like, ooh, the midweek would be a priority instead of an afterthought. Excuse me, I need to have a drink. Yeah, it is water. Um, we'd love to see 100 adults on Wednesday nights in this place and pack out that FC Kids room as Michael and our staff is doing a discipleship night. We're getting deep in the Word on Wednesday nights. It looks nothing like Sunday mornings. We don't want it to look like Sunday mornings. Right? You get enough of Justin to, to handle for once in a week. Like, this is plenty. Um, and our Wednesday nights looks completely different. They're going deep in the Word. We're tweaking some things. So if you've gone and you're like, oh, that's just not for me, come back. We're tweaking some things. We're learning as we go, To Can I tell you, we want to see 150 students come on Wednesday nights to FC students as well. Um, because your teenagers need to be connected. A youth ministry is not an optional ministry, right? We want teenagers who are on fire for God, changing the world. Man, that they are in 
interacting with other teenagers that aren't perfect but are trying to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. We put resources into the next generation. We're not just going to say the next generation is important. We're going to make it important, right? We're going to make sure that our FC kids is excellent, that our FC students is excellent, and that our FC college is excellent. That it wouldn't be an optional thing, but you would get your butt to church on Wednesday nights, and that we would get deep within the word. Number five, we want to build a total of 60 churches in Kenya. We want to build a total of 60 churches in Kenya. Do you realize if we average the attendance of adults and children that go to these churches, right, to, to 100 people, which many run way more than 100, some of them run right at 100, we have reached 3,900 people on a weekly basis that is sustainable, that now these churches are planning churches out of them, right? That's the goal. How many churches have been birthed out of the churches we've started? I have no clue, but it's way more than 39. That's the goal, right? And we're having a vicious, aggressive goal to plant 20 more churches so that our total is 60 churches in two years to see Jesus made famous where there's no churches, where people have no opportunity to hear about Jesus, know about Jesus, because the only church is miles away from their village. Cool thing. I'm going to just take the time. We have a, one of our church members started coming when we built this church. His name's Joseph. He's walking by, and he was in one of our services, and he saw one of our Kenyan updates. He came up to me. He goes, hey, pastor. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he introduced himself. He's like, I'm Joseph. I'm like, I'm, I'm Justin. And he's like, okay, pastor. I'm like, Justin. But he's like, okay, pastor. Um, so I'm like, we'll just call pastor. Um, so um, we, we interact, and he's like, I'm from Uganda. And I'm like, okay, well, awesome. What did you do in Uganda? I'm a pastor's kid, and my parents are still pastors in Uganda. And what you're doing in Kenya, we can do in Uganda. There's been genocide, it's been war-torn, and there are areas all over Uganda, there's villages all over Uganda where they don't have churches and there's no way to hear. Me and Greg Fisher, our business director, are leaving the end of February, early March, to go to Uganda to keep making Jesus famous, to expand God's kingdom, right? We're looking to keep doing what God's calling us to do. And all I know to do is say yes. I never knew Kenya would turn into what Kenya is turning into. And all I know is we're going to be a church that continues to say yes to the crazy big things that God is calling us to do as a church and as a body of Christ, right? Number six, baptisms, that they would be a big and regular part of Foundation Church. That they would be a must-do thing instead of an optional thing, right? Acts 2.41 says this. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. When people, get accept, when people accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as the first time, whether they recommit their life, whether they're coming back home, man, maybe you got baptized a long time ago. You were a kid. You had no idea what you were doing. Can I tell you, baptism is a big, big deal. It's a big deal in the Bible, so it's going to be a big deal here at Foundation Church. And it's not something to feel weird about or feel embarrassed about. Man, it's something that we as a church family need to be excited about, celebrate about. Man, we're going public with our faith, with Jesus Christ. And if you haven't got baptized, if it's been a while, man, get baptized. Who cares what people are going to think, right? It's about playing this life for an audience of one, not for many, right? We want baptisms to be a big thing and a regular thing. Number seven, we want to be the most generous church there is, period. Not so we can build a nicer building. 
Not so there can be stained glass of Justin Graves when you go into the foyer. <laughs> Welcome. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but God's got so much for us to do. He's got so much for us to do. Do you know there's a stat that says only 5% of American Christians tithe? Just, just being honest. And this isn't a, a thing to make you feel bad. This isn't even a point about tithing. Tithing is a starting point, not a finishing point. And, and the, the, the goal of a follower of Christ is to see how much we can give away. Like, go read the Gospels. Like Jesus said, if you want to be a follower of me, rich young ruler, right, go give it all away and then follow me. Like, it's about how, not how much we can keep, how much we can hoard, how much we can waste. We all do that. I'm not going to preach this sermon. But how much can we give away to something that outlasts you and me? Something that's way bigger than you and me. And so we want to be very unapologetic about being generous. If you've never tithed, start tithing. I can't think of a better starting point for you than the beginning of the year. Start tithing. Start trusting. This is something God tells us to test him in. Only thing he tells us to test him in and see if we won't be blessed, right? Start. Try it. Talk to somebody. Come talk to me. I can point you to somebody if you're like, you're a pastor. You're like a used car salesman when it comes to tithing. I'll point you to some people that are tithers and get it and love talking about it. But if you're struggling with it, man, it's you will always struggle with it unless you learn to start surrendering it, right? And I want us to be the most generous church so that we can build more schools and more playgrounds and do more for God's kingdom than we've ever done before, right? Number eight. Number eight. Two-year dream that we would start phase two of our building project. Yeah, some of you are like, I'm not, we just moved in. I'm not ready for this. Here's what I learned a long time ago. My job isn't to build the church Justin Graves likes. My job is to build the church Jesus Christ is calling us to build. Right? And if we're running 1,500 people, we're going to be at three services, and we're going to need to expand this building. Just letting you know. And we got a plan. Oh, we got plans. I got plans. <laughs> that, that stained glass is happening, right? Um, but <laughs> oh, yeah. We got plans. And, and it sounds like some of you may be like, but, but man, this is a lot. This is a lot. Right? Well, Justin, this is hard. It's hard. But let's do hard things that matter. Right? Let's do the hard things that matter. Let's do the greater things that God, can I tell you, God's got greater things for Foundation Church than we even know, right? And so let's step into the greater things that God has for us. And so here's what I'm asking you as your pastor. This two-year dream, this two-year vision, I don't want to sit here two years later and say, yeah, we didn't do that, we didn't do that, we didn't do that, we didn't do that. We, didn't. we, can, we can do all this in a year if we all get aggressive and evolved, honestly. 
We can do this all in a year if we all get aggressive and involved. And I'm just asking you to be a part of accomplishing greater things that God is calling us to do. So here's my pledge to you. I'm going to be the best pastor I can be. When you show up every Sunday, I'm going to have the best sermons. We're going to be the best staff. We're going to be prepared. We're going to do everything with excellence so that you're not embarrassed by people that are coming in, so that you're excited about what is happening here, right? And I'm asking you, let's go be the church. It's, it's hard to be this church. Let's pick our hard. Let's go do hard things that make an eternal difference. Let's go do hard things that truly, truly matter. Because here's what the Bible says, and I close with this, Ephesians 3, verse 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than we all, more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. And I'm believing God will do super abundantly more than we are talking about today. Foundation Church, can we stand up? Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise today of all that he's done, of where we're going, of what's happening, of the dream and vision he's given us? Amen. Amen. Man, our best days are ahead of us, Foundation Church. Our best is yet to come, Foundation Church. And I'm excited that you are here and going to be a part of all that God is doing. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. Man, I love that I get to be a part of a church that is excited about not all that you've done, but Lord, we're more excited about what you're getting ready to do. Lord, we're excited about the vision and the dream that you have before us. And Lord, I pray today that all of us would realize we have a role. We have a part to play that we are the church. We're the church. Not Justin. Not just the staff. Not just the board. But we're the church. So Lord, I pray we read about New Testament churches Lord, they're growing. There's problems. There's messes. Lord, let us be that. Oh, I pray, Lord, not for a perfect church. I don't pray for a tidy church and a clean church. God, I pray for Randy Huffman's to come into this church. God, for lives to be changed. Lord, for there to be things said that shouldn't be said. But, Lord, people are learning and people are becoming more like you. And we're not a country club, but we are a hospital for the sick. We're not a gathering of saints that's a museum, but we are a hospital that are reaching the lost and the hurting and the broken and the wounded and the ones that have given up on God and given up on church because they got wounded and they got hurt and they got burned. Lord, do something in this place that draws people to you. Do something that is super abundantly above what we dare ask, what we dare think, and what we dare imagine. And Lord, we just surrender this to you because, Lord, if this is going to happen, what John the Baptist said in John 3, verse 30 has to happen. You must increase, and you must become greater and greater, and we must decrease, and we must become less and less. Because if it's not the power of the Holy Spirit drawing people in, We're just going to be a gathering of people. So we ask, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done here at Foundations Church. 
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv. Thank you.